Stanford University. The Human Experience. Inside the Humanities at Stanford University. humanexperience.stanford.edu. Right now, I'm very interested in the whole question of mixed race. You know, people who identify as mixed race, interracial relations, uh, what that means in terms of the political landscape and the um, cultural landscape. It seems like those things are, are changing under our feet right now. And so I became very interested in that. I'm particularly interested in the way artistic and cultural representations of mixed race have been really shaping that debate as well. There was a lot of work in education and the social sciences and the political discourses talking about what it meant to be identified as mixed race as a kind of political, legal, experiential category. Um, but I noticed that there wasn't a lot of uh, conversation about the way the arts or film or media, um, pop culture, comedy, uh, newspaper pieces were shaping that discourse as well. So I became really interested in aesthetic engagements with that as well. I started noticing uh, the New York Times was having these articles about the new hip A-list generation, the multi-culti generation. And they would have, their style pages were full of people who were supposedly racially ambiguous. They were called generation ambiguous. Uh, there was a lot of magazines and uh, glossy ads, uh, corporate uh, promotions sponsoring uh, their uh, uh, representatives as multicultural. And I noticed that there was this great fascination, what a colleague of mine calls mulatto glam out there in the world. And I was interested in studying it um, academically and doing some research on that as well. I became really interested in the subject in part because my earlier work was focused on the 19th century. And there it always seemed as if history is something past and done or history happens to you and I suddenly started noticing that uh, I was in the middle of this historical cultural change and it was happening within a few years I started seeing that the way people used to talk about race for decades and certainly since I was a child has started to change within months or years of each other and so it seemed that I was in the middle of this enormous cultural shift nobody really had I thought um, a full explanation of what was happening or where it was going. We just all knew it was this cataclysmic change. And a lot of it focused on um, conversations about mixed race. You know, people, not pe mixed race has been around for, you know, hundreds of, of uh, years, and it's nothing particularly new, but it started to change a little bit more in the last decade where people started to self-identify and they saw themselves as perhaps a separate race or as having a different racial status or different experience in the world. And that was putting pressure on all the traditional ways we've talked about it. That's what really drew me to it. It looked like a really compelling, interesting question with a lot of um, personal impact, but not as much scholarly study as I thought there should be. It, in order to do research for this particular work, it had several different dimensions. One of it is just having conversations with people. That's maybe the most sociable part of it. It's just talking to people at coffee houses, uh, on the street, reading blogs, uh, reading the research, uh, talking to my colleagues. Uh, those kind of conversations, just sort of seeing where the conversations lay, like where my own opinions lay, what other people think about it. Is this an interesting question to pursue? And this one was, nobody had 
answers particularly to it, including me, but everyone felt very strongly on a whole plethora of positions about what mixed race meant and what it was going to mean and where it was going. All of it felt that it was central and really important and no one knew really how it was going to be important. So that first conversation, just seeing what was out there, and it was very interdisciplinary work too because as I said before, there wasn't a lot that I saw at least about artistic engagements in literature and performing arts, at least I thought at first, um, and in pop culture. Uh, so I talked to social scientists, I looked at research in education and philosophy and all of that. In this particular case it was also a little different because I couldn't just go to the library and look at archives. I found myself finding those conversations in places I'm not, I wasn't used to. So I would go to the web or blogs or these other conversation threads or podcasts and a lot of the most heated conversation and the ones that shaped in some ways my perspective the most were on um, DVDs, you know, Dave Chappelle, Late Night, Comedy Central, or in comic strips, so syndicated national comic strips like Aaron Magruder's The Boondocks. Those were places that weren't usually seen necessarily, pop culture places as the purview of research, but actually were where I found um, some of the most insightful social commentary and critique happening about the issues of mixed race. So that, that was also a part of, of how I did my research. So the day in the life is part very social, talking with people, but then for months at a time, it's just sitting down and writing um, quietly. And that's difficult for me in part because it, it, you both have to do it because you're doing the writing work and it, uh, it's intensive and you're doing the critical thinking, figuring out your own position. But I always think of my research at least as also uh, significant at least for me because it has potentially social impact and I see it as a social act. So the private, the part the, the faculty, myself included, become hermits is essential but it's in the service I think, at least I hope, is, is when to come out and then share that information. And then that, that doesn't stop there because then you get continuous feedback. I might publish something uh, but there's constant feedback and pushback on it as well. So even though the research may come out as this document, a monograph or an article or whatever, it's really a, really a prompt for further conversation. And So that's how um, much of the research works. The interdisciplinary intersections were really fascinating for me around mixed race because it wasn't just the literature it was that was shaping how our language about um, mixed race. It was the political discourses, it was the social sciences, it was the education, it was a philosophical. And if I didn't look at all of them as a picture, I would it would be like touching, you know, the tail of the elephant. I might get a little piece of it. And so in a way it was an occasion for me to think about how literature is always already connected to all these disciplines as well. So it was both a challenge and it was an exciting opportunity for me to reflect on why I'm in an English department, what, what's possible within an English department. I think one of the things that was uh, maybe surprise, will be surprising to people but also was surprising to me about this research is just how ferocious people felt about it. I, uh, my earlier work had been in the 19th, early 20th century. It was about literary texts for the most part. People are interested but you know they, they don't get their blood up. But boy around issues of mixed race because uh, there was uh, it, some of the issues surrounding it had to do with choice, the, the freedom uh, to decide what race you want to be and who gets to legislate that. Um, mothers, particularly of biracial children, felt in some ways that um, uh, they were being dictated to and that the mother-child bond and the right of the mother to decide the race of the child was being violated. And so one of the things that was surprising to me was just how powerfully people felt about these issues. I suppose it shouldn't have come as a surprise because race is central um, to so many, all of our lives. And yet, uh, as a research subject, I wasn't sure that this had 
such an impact. But that's one of the things that's surprising somewhat is just that on the one hand we're supposed to be in the post-race moment, not talk about race or don't have the language to talk about race, and yet people feel the race's impact deeply on their lives and feel very uh, strongly about it and powerfully and speak out against it and for it. and. Uh, so that was one of the things that I think was most surprising. The last two projects have really emerged out of uh, undergraduate and graduate classes. I'd be teaching some familiar material, I sort of reached the threshold of what I knew about it, and the students would come back and ask these probing questions, dissatisfied, not with so much what, what they're being told, but they're saying, it doesn't explain this, or I have a question about this, and, it, and so it would be in an, it was trying to think about and take seriously their questions in those conversations that have led me, usually leads me now to these other projects. Or um, my colleagues, um, they'll be giving a talk and I'll think about uh, the, uh, something that they've said that's sort of inspired me and, I, and I'll think, well, how does that match up with uh, my research? What does or doesn't it answer about my research? How is my research in conversation with them? So the, I think the metaphor of conversation works well because at its best, that itself is inspirational. You know, what, um, it's not something that just descends on me and I just have this inspired idea about it. it usually, it usually feels uh, that it's over the course of a long co uh, conversation, a long period of time where thinking about it, talking about it, and then reaching the threshold and the limits of what I know about it, but wanting to know more, being hungry for knowing about more, that usually takes me to the next research project. For more, please visit us at stanford.edu.